0: Hello, and welcome to the Crossroads Church Podcast. My name is Nick Shaw and I'm the communications director here at the church. And in this message, we are starting a new series called Simple Gospel. Specifically today, we're learning that we're all different in many ways, yet all of us are the same, in that we all have missed the mark. We think we're missing something, but it's more like someone is missing. So let's jump right into today's message from Pastor Craig titled, Off Target. We're going to talk about the gospel today, the simple gospel of Jesus, and it is a simple gospel. Here's where we're going. Over the next three weeks, we are on the road to Easter. How many know that? Okay, we're, we're gonna get ready for Easter. Now, what that meant for me as a kid is a trip to Lazarus, okay? Or LS Ayers. come on somebody, help me out. Uh, is that, that, you remember that? Uh, because in my family, uh, we needed to have an Easter outfit to wear on Easter uh, to church and so uh, Lazarus and Ellis Ayers aren't there anymore, and uh, I usually don't necessarily make an extra trip just to have an Easter outfit or whatever, but how we're gonna get ready for Easter as a church this year is we're gonna take a journey. We're gonna go on the Romans road to Easter. The Romans road to Easter. Now, some of you may be familiar with that terminology already, Romans Road, and the reason for it is this, all right, is there's a book in the Bible called Romans, and you can go ahead and find it uh, at this point, because we're going to go there, and we're going to be there for the next three weeks, and today we're going to be in Romans chapter 3, and here's what Romans does for us. It helps us to be able to explain the gospel, and the gospel is just good news of Jesus. So when you hear the gospel of Jesus, or, or even some Bibles say the gospel according to Matthew, the gospel according to Mark, uh, these are writers who said, this is how we see the good news of Jesus and they write it for us so that we can read it, so we can take in the life story of Jesus. Well, here's what Romans does, is it provides a road, so to speak, for us to be able to share our faith with other people. And here's why this is important, is because some Christians never do this. You're in shock. That's, I guess. I hope it's not you, okay? But here's one of the things the enemy, this is a trick that the enemy does, is he says, you don't know the gospel well enough to tell it. You don't know the good news yourself enough to be able to explain it to somebody else. And so here's what we're gonna do. We're gonna kick the devil out of our house, all right? Is that okay? Uh, we're gonna kick him out of our head uh, we're going to kick him out of our lives and not allow him to hold us back from telling people not just good news, but how many would say it's the greatest news that you ever heard in all of your life. It changed your life forever. And, and that's what this good news does. It, it doesn't just change today. It changes forever forever. And so I think there's nothing more important than for us to be loaded and ready to share the gospel of Jesus with our coworkers, with our fellow students, with our neighbors, to whoever that God puts in our past. So uh, now here's the beauty of this. While I'm preparing the church, because that's my job, all right, to prepare us for the work of the ministry Uh, prepare you, really, for the work of the ministry. Uh, While I'm doing that, also, if you're here and you're not saved, you don't know the good news, or you thought you knew the good news, but once I tell you and explain to you the real good news, you may say, whoa, I I didn't even know that was it i didn 't know that was the story i, I didn 't know that 's how the gospel went, and so what may happen today in this room and online is some I pray, especially online, and you may not even be watching this live this somehow some ways it may be June by the time you watch this and i 'm speaking on in march uh, but but God put you in front of that screen right now, so that this preacher could explain to you the best news you could ever hear in all of your life, and you could be changed by it today. You could be transformed by the power of the gospel of Jesus. So it's important for you to share it, too. Okay, to share it. So after you get done watching this, uh, also share it. Because you never know, your boss may watch it. And wouldn't it be great if you had a saved boss? (laughs) You know, uh, wouldn't it be great... If your boss got some demons cast out, you know, and started, you know, some of your friends, some of your, some of your, maybe some of your relatives, okay? Think about that. Your friends with them on social media, they could be changed by this. All right, here we go. Uh, today, I want to talk about how we're all different, yet we're all the same. Now, we're all different, uh, you know, it's just like with my phone. I, how many love facial recognition? You know, come on, help me, somebody. Because here, here's the thing I don't have to remember my password. I love that. All I've got to do is show my face. And I can get into my bank account, I can get into all kinds of things because it's memorized my face. And uh, before it was my face, it was my finger. It, It was my fingerprint. And here's the thing about fingerprints. They're so unique that even identical twins, think about that, have different features in their fingerprints. We're all unique, but we're all the same. And Paul is gonna teach us today In the book of Romans, how that we're all the same. We all have something in common. I I mean, this is the universal commonality that beyond anything else that we have in common, we have this in common. Are you ready? Romans 3 21. Let's read it together. It says, but now apart from the law, okay, let me just stop and say what the law is. The law is like the Ten Commandments, okay? It's like God's law. God's saying, hey, your life's going to be better if you don't commit adultery. You might live longer because you could get killed doing that. And uh, it's better not to lie. You'll have a better marriage. You'll have better friendships. Uh, people will trust you. They'll come to your business. Uh, you know, life will be better if you'll do these 10 things. And, and so the law, for the most part today, let, let's just say it's the 10 commandments because it's, it's what God wrote down, had the people follow in order to be more like him because it's the law But apart from the law now, he says, the righteousness of God has been made known. So that showed us God's not a liar. God's not an adulterer. God's faithful to his people. See, all those 10 commandments, God fulfilled them. And so it was shown to us the righteousness of God through that. But he says, but now there's a new way. There's a new way that God's shown his righteousness to which the law and prophets in the prophets are just books in the Bible like Daniel and Joel, all those prophets that wrote uh, prophecies there. That's what he's talking about. And he says, they all testified about a Messiah that would come. This righteousness now is, what is it? It's given. And we'll talk about that next week. The right living with God is given through faith in Jesus Christ to all, everybody say all. All, all who believe. There is no difference, okay? We're all the same, we're all the same. And, and in Paul's day, mostly, he was talking to Jew and Gentile. Either you're Jew or you're Gentile. And he says, for all have what? Sinned and fall short of the glory of God. Here's how we're all the same. Paul says we've all missed it. We've all lived lives off target. We have all, and in the biblical language, and we'll look at this strongly here today, we've all missed the mark. We've all missed the mark. So if you're taking notes, here's the first thing to understand about this verse, and I hope you'll memorize. Here's what I'd like for you to do is memorize three different passages, three different verses over this series. If you'll just learn these three, and here's the first one, is Romans 3.23, for all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. That's why you need to come to Jesus, because we're all the same. We've all fallen short. So here's the first thing to write down is all sin. Okay, we do not have to have sin classes. How many know that? Right? You do not have to teach your children to be selfish. You know, one of the first things kids will learn is mine. That's mine. And and so what happens is, is... Is sin is in our lives. Now, what is sin? Let me give you a definition for what sin is. It is committing an offense. So, in other words, God said, Have no other gods before me. Oh, but my job always comes first. Right? That's an offense. I've committed an offense. The other translation of this word is missing the mark so in other words the mark is this it's to love the Lord your God with all your heart soul mind and strength and love your neighbor as yourself there's the mark but I miss the mark I don't hit that mark and so to help illustrate this today I'm gonna I'm gonna do something all right Everybody ready? Hey, hey! No worries, no worries. All right, no worries because I've been practicing all morning. But uh, actually, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna do the, do the arrow uh, part. Here's what I'm gonna do. I'm just gonna act like it. And uh, here's how we live our lives. God says. Have no other gods before me. And here, here's what happens. Some of us, we do, we do great at that. Right? It's like a bullseye. But but here's the problem. Then then we keep going on down. And then, and then he says, you know, don't commit adultery. But then Jesus comes along and says, Well. Let me, let me just tell you where that starts. It starts in your mind. See, that starts in your heart. And so if you lust after a person, because see, some of us are, are like, well, hey, I've never had an affair. I've never had a, an affair on my spouse. And Jesus says, well, hold on a minute. Now, have you ever lusted after anybody? <laughs> And and then here's the one that trips up a lot of Christians is not just the lying one, unfortunately, but also the one about keep the Sabbath. Now, how many of you are like, I I do pretty good on all those things and everything? Okay, the Sabbath, 24 hours every week, you just take time off and you worship Jesus for 24 hours. You just go out and sit in his creation on your, on your back patio, sip some coffee, and just say, thank you, Jesus, for coffee. You know? Thank you, Lord, for my backyard. Thank you for the sunshine. Thank you for the trees that are coming back to life. Thank you for resurrection life. And you just sit there and you just worship all day. How many break that one every once in a while? Okay, the rest of you just sit and polish your halo, okay? Because that's amazing. But most of us, we trip up. And here, here's the problem. Let me, let me just get real. Is a lot of us are over here, and some of us, hello? Hello? We don't even hit the thing, right? How how many are here, you'd be honest enough, say, Craig, there's been at least a time or two in college or yesterday or last week or whatever when I didn't even hit anywhere on the thing. I was way off. And, And before you think, well, you know, I mean, sure, that's a, that's a lot of rules and everything, 10 rules and all. Uh, here, here's what I did think about doing is somebody could come up here and put this on your head uh, today. I don't know how many volunteers I'd have, but uh, here, here's, what, here's how this all started. Everybody remember how it started? How it started is God just made one rule. God said, Enjoy this whole place. It's amazing. There's animals, there's fish, there's birds, there's all of that. I just want you to enjoy it, and I've made trees, I've made fruit, there's vegetables, there's all kinds of stuff. I want you to just enjoy yourself. Have at it. But there's one. Everybody say one. Just one tree. I want you to leave alone. And what happened? Man got focused on the one tree. And to help him out, the enemy comes along and says this, and he says the same thing today. Did God really say that? Did God really say tithe? Did God really say, keep the Sabbath? We live in a different culture today. Did God really say, you know, you you need to witness to other people? I think that's for people with the gift of evangelism. Anybody ever hear that voice? And, And the whole point of it is to try to get us to do what we shouldn't do, and what that is, is sin. Everybody say it with me, sin, it's not a, you're not a mistaker, you are a sinner because all sin and all fall, not just Adam and Eve, if you'd have been there, you might have fallen quicker, all right? It might not even have taken as much as it did for them. Boy, it's quiet in here today. Help me out online. Just type it in the chat. All fall. All fall. We all fall down. We all miss the mark. Some miss it further than others, but it doesn't matter how far off target you are. Are to miss the bullseye is to miss it. And here's what it takes to please a holy God. You have to hit a bullseye every time. Okay? Because otherwise it's sin. So it's not a competition. Some of us look at it like a competition. Well, I'm not as bad as that guy across the street because he's a total moron, you know? He's a total idiot. He's all jacked up. And I'm not as bad as he is. And so it's not a competition, and it's not a comparison to see how good I am against somebody else. And it's not, let me talk to the churchy people for a moment, it's not categories either. So it's not about, well, my sin's not as bad as that person's sin, because theirs made it on the news. Theirs made it in the paper. No, 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 no. See, self-righteous people come to God and they say, "This, God, look what I've done for you." And humble people say, "God, look what I've done to you." Big difference. See, all have sinned, all have missed, all have forsaken, all are part of the problem. We're all part of the problem, and no one is the solution. None of us are the solution. Here's why. Second thing to write down is none can reach it. Okay, nobody can hit a bullseye every time. You just can't do it. You're just not good enough. You can't hit a bullseye every time. And how Paul puts it in this verse in Romans 3.23, he says all fall short. And that's an archery term. And it means we all miss it every once in a while. We we maybe, we we rush the shot. We get in a hurry. We get flustered. And we say some things we shouldn't have said. You know, we do pretty good most of the time, but, but then we miss it. We slip up, we, we miss the mark. And, and so it's kind of like at the Grand Canyon. Everybody, anybody been to the Grand Canyon? All right, uh, pull that picture up for me. Uh, it's like this. If we were at the Grand Canyon, let's say we all just made a trip to Arizona, all right? We're all at the Grand Canyon, and the goal is to jump from one side to the other. That's the goal. And, and let's just say I go first, and I take off running, and, and I jump, and I go about 10 feet. You know. And then you go next, and you line up, and you run, and you get a bigger running start than I had, and you go out, and you say, I beat him by two feet. <laughs> What's the point? Right? What's the point? The, the point's not, I, I went two more feet. That, that's not the point. The point is to get to the other side. But see, some of us compare our lives to other people, and we say, well, I jumped two feet further than that person did. Well, that's not what God said. God says all fall short. In other words, it's like uh, some of us, it's kind of like this. It's like God grading on a curve. Have you ever heard people talk like this? How we put it is, well, I think they're good outweighed their bad. They're just a good person. You know, maybe this front row, could you guys just stand up for me for a moment, just for a second, do me a favor. Uh, you didn't you know that you were in the extra seats here, paid uh, participation, but I appreciate your help. Uh, here, here's, here's what it's like. Let's say this side, we'll, we'll go with this side's the good side, all right? All right, Th- this is the good side over here, like, like more bullseyes than a lot of people, okay? Uh, jumps further out than most people get. But, but still falls short. Okay, now, now here we go. God's going to grade on a curve. How many remember in school, you didn't want the brainiac in your class when you had grading on a curve, right? Because you knew, well, that doesn't do any good. They're going to get 100. <laughs> you know, so uh, they're going to jack the curve way up, you know, that's going to mess it all up. So you wanted, the, you wanted the slow people in your class, right? When the teacher grades on a curve. And, and so here's the thing, though, is with the curve, if we say, okay, we're going grade on the curve, and God says, yep, I'm grading on the curve. Here's the good side. Here's the not-so-good side. And let's see, how many know that's scary? Where's the line? And, and let's just say God says, um, there, all right? And, and, and says, that, that, there it is. All right, you're all good. You're all good. And, and the rest of you, you're not good. Now, imagine standing before God. Go ahead and sit down. Give him a hand. Uh, imagine standing before God. Can you imagine this? Standing before God, and God says, oh, Craig. You were just one good thing short. We were all pulling for you. You know, I mean the angels were up here singing and and, and, and the Holy Spirit was working and everything. And we were hoping you'd do one more good thing before you died, but you didn't. Go to hell. Can you imagine? Doesn't that sound crazy? But that's exactly what people think. People act like, now, if you're good, if you're good enough, but hey, let me help you with this. Jesus is on the cross, okay? And Luke records, some of the other writers record that two thieves were on his side, left and right. Luke says one of them was calling down curses and the other one was calling out for Christ, And and the one said, I think you are the one. Would you take me with you into your kingdom? And Jesus said, well, I would, but you need to get baptized. No. Read it in Luke. That's not what he said. He didn't say, well, I would but you were supposed to join a church. Well, I would, but how can you do enough good things now that you're up here on this cross? You're done, buddy. Wasted all that time. No, listen, here's what your Savior said to that man. Your Savior said to that man this day, you'll be with me in paradise. In other words, you don't have to join the church, you don't have to get baptized, you don't have to have your good outweigh your bad. Listen, here's good news for some of you that are on borrowed time right now. The good news is is that it's not because of you, it's because of him that he forgives you, cleanses you and washes you. All right, and and help us get this a little bit more. Let me just use one more illustration. What if you gave your kids a candy bar and said, now that candy bar is for tomorrow. So just put it there on the table and we're not eating that until tomorrow. Everybody got that? We're not eating it till tomorrow. That's right. All right, you leave the house and you come back and half the candy bar is gone. And your child, your offspring, has something comes up in them and has the audacity to say something like this. Well, I didn't know you meant don't eat at all. I I mean, that's what I thought you meant. Don't eat at all today. I thought I could eat half today and half tomorrow. How many of you, bologna sauce, right? <laughs> Something else might come out of some of your mouths, all right, but it, uh, bologna sauce. That That is not, that is not what I said. You knew good and well, because here's the problem. When they're 16 and curfew's 11, you don't want them, to. So- I thought you meant 11 a.m. I mean, yeah, it's 12.30, but, I, oh, 11 p.m., okay. Or, yeah, I did go to that party, and I know you didn't approve of underage drinking, but I thought you meant don't get drunk, and I didn't get drunk. I, you don't want that, right? So when that half candy bar, come on, parents, when that half candy bar shows up, hey, it's time to call a sinner a sinner, right? It's time to say, listen, no, you disobeyed. And here's the thing, when you put law down, here's the thing about the law. The law can diagnose you, but it can't deliver you. Okay, in other words, you can memorize the whole Bible and go to hell. You know, it's like an electrocardiogram. It, it can't fix your heart. You don't fix a heart by hooking it up to an electrocardiogram. But what it does is it diagnoses it. And it says, well, there's a problem there. But it can't fix it. And the Bible does the same thing. It can't fix your problem, but it'll identify it. It'll identify it, just how bad you are and just how good God is. That's what gets revealed in the Bible. Otherwise, Paul says, here's what happens. We take away from the glory of God. By missing the mark, we, we discredit the glory of God. But what people try to do is steal God's glory. Well, I'm a good person. Oh, okay, why don't you come up here and we'll sing, Worthy Are You. Worthy are you. Oh, worthy are you. Huh? Doesn't that sound crazy? It's almost like some people think when they get to heaven, God's gonna say, oh, whoa, 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 everybody stop. Band, stop. Charlie just came in. Let's all sing to him right now. Because he's so amazing. He lives so perfect. Let me tell you something. The reason why we sing How Great Thou Art, back in the day, or whatever, "How, How Great Is Our God, or all these other songs that have been written, the reason why we sing it up to God is because God is the only one worthy of all praise. Come on, somebody, help me. He's the only one worthy. And, and here's the other problem. When you think, well, I, I'm going to hit everything. Oh, I, I'm going to live this life. Oh, Pastor Craig, I, I'm going to live perfect. I'm going to do everything I can do to be perfect. and all. Boy, that's scary. Because I've known a lot of people who couldn't measure up. They went to church, and everybody put on a phony persona. Help me acting like they were all that and, and, and everybody acting like oh you can live it perfect and, and all and so they tried i'm talking to somebody right now that you tried to live it perfect you tried you thought i'll, I'll be able to do it i'll, I'll this time i'll, I'll be able. and you failed and here's what you did you walked away from god because i can't live it I can't live it. Here's what I want to say to you right now. Just just look at me. I want to say, welcome to the club. Welcome to the club. I can't live it. Listen, if the preacher can't live it, what hope is there for anybody, right? I mean, I'm paid to do this. I'm paid to read the Bible, I'm paid to be up here today. And I'm telling you, I don't hit the target every time, every day of my life. That's why I need, that's why you need Jesus in your life. We need Jesus. Because, see, you can't serve enough, you can't get baptized enough. You can get baptized in every church in town and be one wet heathen. All right? You can join every church in town and split hell wide open. The whole point, the whole point of Romans 3 23 is you're messed up and you need a savior. You need a savior. You need someone who will bail you out. And here's the third thing to write down is God did it all. God did it all. To help us with this, let's read the next verse, verse 24. Here's why, because it's a continuation. And here's what Paul goes on to say. And all are justified freely by his grace through the redemption that came by Christ Jesus. Now here's, here's a, a Bible word for you today, all right? You can look smarter than other people. Justified. Anybody know what justified means? Here, here's a simple definition. It's just if I'd never sinned. That's what it means. It, it's like as though I hit a bullseye every time. When God looks down at me and I'm justified through faith in Jesus, he says, there's Bullseye Craig. (laughs) There's my child. There's my son. I don't deserve for him to call me that. Hello? I don't deserve for that. But listen, it's justified never sinned. In other words, here's what God did. God says, hey, quit trying to jump across. Come over here. I built a bridge. I built a bridge. You can get to the other side. You just got to walk this way. Talk this way. No, no. (laughs) Walk this way, all right? And here's the thing, is it takes me back to the Exodus story. Right? The Exodus story, there was an evil person ruling Pharaoh like the devil over God's people. God's people are oppressed. They are down, they are defeated and they cry out to God and God delivers them. God passes over them And God crushes the enemy and God marches them out in total victory, crossing the Red Sea like a symbol of crossing over in salvation and God brings them to the other side. Now, let me ask you a question. What did the people do in all of that? Did they do it? Did they deliver themselves? Did they defeat Pharaoh? Did they make any of that happen? No, they, they didn't do any of it. God did it all. God's wrath is diverted, and the New Testament comes along and says the ultimate diversion of God's wrath is Jesus on the cross. The sky grew black in the middle of the day. The veil was written too. The earth Shook the soldier next to Jesus said, that must be the son of God because he couldn't imagine what all was happening and Jesus took his sin, on his body, your sin, my sin, the sin of all time and died with it there and said, it's finished. It's finished. And here's what he did. He put himself in your place so you could take up residence in his place. That's what he did. It's like him sitting on the throne of judgment and saying to you, guilty as charged. You owe $10,000. Come over here and pay your fine. But then getting off the bench and walking over here and writing a check for $10,000 for you. See, that's how God's wrath and God's mercy works. God says, "Oh, you deserve hell. You should go to hell. You 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 are are no good sinner. You you just you deserve hell. I can't help it. But I am going to help it. <laughs> I'm going to personally pay the fine. I'm gonna personally make it so you are okay, so you are connected with me. I'm gonna restore what was lost so that you can be found. That's the reason why Amazing Grace says, I once was lost, but now I'm found. I'm found. He found me. Aren't you glad that He found you? You know, I I think, here's what I think I think when it comes to this, This is why some people in church shout louder. I think this is why some people sing louder. I think this is why some people go all the way up. Okay, this this ain't gonna cut it. You know, this, this ain't gonna cut it. This isn't gonna do it for me because he's done too much for me. He's saved me. He's delivered me. He wrote my name down in a place where I don't even deserve to go. He's freed me from drugs. He's freed me from sex. He's freed me from all the messed up life, uh, the things I used to seek after and got all messed up in, and all of that muck and mire. He lifted me, the songwriter used to say, from the miry clay and set my feet on solid ground, and I just can't help but praise him. I can't help but maybe bounce up and down. I can't help but clap my hands and give him glory and praise. I I, I just think that's what happens. Let me wrap this up. Matthew Emmons in the 2004 Olympics was way ahead of everybody else in the rifle shooting competition. All Matthew had to do in the final gold round to win the gold medal was hit the target. He didn't have to have another bullseye because he had already had plenty. And so because of his lead, all he needed to do was just hit the target. And so Matthew gets up there, lowers the rifle, and pulls the trigger And sure enough, it's a great shot on the wrong target. Somehow, he got confused when he lowered the rifle and got it slightly over into the other lane and hit the target just fine on his opponent's target. He got a zero and dropped from first place to eighth place and didn't win a medal at all because he was shooting at the wrong target. The rich young ruler is how the Bible refers to this guy, came to Jesus. And he says, hey, Jesus, what's it take to get to heaven? Jesus said, well, you know, you have no other gods before the Lord. You know, you're not going to commit murder. You know, you're not going to commit adultery. You won't steal. And he said, oh, I do all that. I, I, I got that down. And Jesus said, well, I think there could be one more thing. Give all your money to the poor and then come follow." And what's Jesus doing? He's analyzing what target this guy's really shooting at. And I don't know what it is for you. For this guy, it was money. And Jesus talked a lot about money because he knew money can be a big target in our lives. And, And so for this guy, here's what he did. He went away sad. Listen, some of us, shooting at the wrong target you're, you're aiming at the wrong target oh I, I, if I can just get good enough oh if I just can be whatever and, and you're trying to live for other people you're trying to live for aggrandizement it's all about you and all those things Jesus says no, no 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 the whole point you're missing the whole point here's the whole point pull this up on the screen for me here's the whole point is you are worse than you think. How many would admit that today? You're worse than you think, but he's better than you can imagine. See, that, that's what Romans 20, 3.23 says. He says, it's terrible. Oh, it's, here's some bad news. You're, you're gonna miss heaven by a mile. Because you got to have a bullseye every single time. And Paul, the guy who wrote this, said, I used to live like that. I was that guy trying to do it. But then I met Jesus. And I'm telling you, here's the bad news, good news. The, The bad news is you're worse than you think. But the good news is, is he's better than you can imagine. Today, I believe that that God who's better than we can imagine, his grace is enough for every missed arrow, for every missed mark in your life. His grace I don't care how far, I don't care how many arrows have landed other places, I don't care how many shots have gone wrong, I don't care how many self-inflicted wounds that you've had in your life, I don't care all that. I'm telling you, God's grace is more than enough to cover up every missed shot in your life. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, we thank you today. That it's not because of us, but to your name be the glory. To your name be all honor and praise. Maybe you're here today and you would say, Craig, I realize that I need to be better at telling other people about Jesus. Easter's coming and it's a great time to t- encourage other people to come to church To tune in, and I don't want to miss this opportunity. I don't, I'm not fearful for where I'm going to go in eternity, but I am concerned about some of my family. I am concerned about some of my coworkers. I am concerned about some of my friends. So today, maybe by an upraised hand, you'd say, I'm saying to the Lord, help me. Help me to help others to find Jesus in their life. If you're like me, will you just raise a hand and say, yeah, that's me today. Heavenly Father, help us all, whether we're online or in this room, to do a better job of sharing the best news anyone could ever hear in all their life. It's terrible news that we're we're in trouble, but it's awesome news that you built a bridge and that we can go across to the other side. Maybe you're watching today or maybe you're in this room and maybe somehow, some way you got confused and you thought it was somehow, God's gonna grade on a curve. But now you realize how unfair that would be, how uncertain that would be. Oh, I hope I'm gonna make it. Oh, I I hope I've done enough. I, I hope I'm a good enough person to get there. But listen friend you don't have to hope you can know you can know beyond the shadow of a doubt that you're saved you're born again that you're going to heaven and if you're not certain of that or if maybe you were counting on your arrows going in the right spot but today you realize no i need to count on jesus I need to count on Jesus as my Savior. Would you just, if you're in the room, just raise your hand. If you say, I need Jesus, I need Jesus. If you're online, just stretch your hand maybe toward the screen right now as an act of faith. I need Jesus. I need a Savior. And listen, just repeat this prayer after me. Everybody pray it. And let's seek God. And in this moment, I believe many people's lives are going to be changed. Say, Dear Heavenly Father, thank you for sending Jesus to die on that cross for me. And just like that guy next to Jesus, I'm crying out for salvation. God, please save me. Make me new take away my sin as though i'd never done it make me a new creation from this moment forward as much as i know how i surrender all to you thank you for becoming my savior and being my lord in jesus name amen come on now let's praise God this morning it's awesome listen God only knows how many people prayed that prayer not just in this room but also online today so again thank you for sharing it thank you for using these cards uh, to reach out we've got two cards today here in person the Romans Road all right so to help you memorize so that you can share faith with others. And then also these invite cards. Here's here's my challenge, church. Everyone reach one. Okay? Let's do this. Everyone reach one. And I believe that God's going to use this to make an impact this Easter like never before. Let's stand together as we get ready to worship and get ready to be dismissed from the back to the front after we've prayed this prayer, then we'll start singing, and you guys in the back can start leaving. Let's pray. Father, bless your people today in a world of darkness, in a world where we miss the mark. We thank you that there is a Savior who makes up the difference. There is a Savior. And God, today we thank you for your saving power, your redeeming power, your healing power in our lives. Help us to go out of this place and shine brighter than before. In Jesus' name, amen.